guys, I have terrible news. <laughs> terrible. Uh, for those of you that are new, hi, hello, and welcome. Obviously not a great not a great note to start off on, but usually I start these episodes with a spooky Halloween ambiance on my TV so that I can extend the spookiness to my listeners. But guess what? Guess what? I don't have one on today. I don't have anything on my TV today. I think this is the first time in like, I don't know, a year that I haven't had a spooky Halloween ambiance and I just decided to switch it up today. Okay, I'm sitting in my room at 7.20 in the morning. I just had my coffee. Uh, This is my pre-workout routine. Usually I do these after work at night um, when I don't have anything else to do. But I'm really trying to be mindful about switching things up, switching my routine up, and being more mindful. Instead of uh, a Halloween ambiance, I just have a bunch of candles lit, all right? I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to dig deep into all the things that I do and why. And I think this ambiance is something where I constantly need some sort of distraction. I constantly need some sort of stimulus to distract my mind um and today I'm like you know what no nope we're just gonna we're just gonna face it all head on and while I work um I actually work from home Mondays and Fridays and while I work I also need some sort of ambiance on the tv some sort of video playing something I need either a movie that I've seen a gazillion fulfilling times such as Halloween Town um or something and today you know what I'm not gonna do that I'm going to sit with myself and with my thoughts and uh, just be a mindful bitch for the day, you know? And after work today, actually, everybody, I'm going to California Adventures. So that was a spontaneous thing that was sprung on me uh, literally two days ago by a friend saying, hey, do you want to go? I have an extra ticket. And I said, you know what? At first, you guys, you know what? I was like, no, I can't. 6 p.m., I get off work. That's way too late. I have to drive an hour and a half north to go. And then I have to park. And then I'm going to be home late. And then I'm going to be in bed late. And then I'm going to be tired the next day at work. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take a step back. Okay? And fucking just send it. YOLO. Have a good time. Ooh, you're tired for one day at work. Ooh, big deal. (laughs) No. So... That's spontaneous of me and I'm going and I'm going. So I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to come home really tired and I'm going to go to work really tired, but I'm going to have the best time today and tomorrow tired, you know, (laughs) and that actually is a really great segue into the topic of today's episode. (laughs) I have been very contemplative um, and reflective about my childhood, the way that children view the world, um, And just kind of how I perceive things currently. So as a child, like I look back to my personal childhood. I was fearless, you guys. I didn't care about shit. I don't ever remember being anxious as a child. I don't think I ever recognized anxiousness until I was like 17. Like, yeah, I probably was feeling anxious, but I never understood what that meant I never had like social anxiety or something that just pulled me away from the moment and like sucked me into my mind and being trapped in my own mind and and stuck in my own thoughts. Never really felt that way until probably like, yeah, 17, 18 years old um, when my dad passed away. Then everything kind of shifted. Then just like a big what the fuck, (laughs) 
yeah, hence the name of this podcast. It's just a big what the fuck mentality of like, what is happening? And everything that I thought I knew was just like shattered in an instant. And I think about times of like me being a child at Disneyland or any amusement park. I would try every single ride. I would have just like, just fearless. The best time. I I never thought of the negative outcomes on anything like getting on flights. All I thought about when I got on a flight was, this is so exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait to be in the sky. I can't wait to be at my final destination. Like I'm so excited and looking forward to everything. Just a very positive, happy-go-lucky, naive mindset of the world. Something that I wish I still had. (laughs) And I think as we go through difficult moments in our lives, as we go through traumatic situations, as we go through anything that just kind of like shakes us up, and, and wakes us up to kind of what reality actually is, we start to develop more anxious behaviors, social anxieties, things that just kind of pull us away and just make us take a step back and say, well, what if this happens? Well, what if this goes wrong? Well, what if I make a fool of myself? Well, what if the plane goes down? Well, what if this, this roller coaster crashes? There's so many what if scenarios, at least in my mind, that I feel like a lot of people can relate to of just like so many things could go wrong. And that thought of how many things can go wrong usually overpowers how many things can go right. Just like something where let's say you have, you know, five great days in a row and one bad shitty thing happens. It's just like so minute. That's going to consume your mind and your thoughts for days. While those good five days probably just like glossed right over. Um, At least that's what happens for me. And what I'm finding is I currently have been so fearful of just so many things that make no sense. Just fearful of, I haven't been on a plane in a while. It's been a couple years, um, I think, actually, right after COVID. um, I went to Spain. And that was the last time I've been on a flight. And I used to travel all the time. I went to school in a different state. So I would I would constantly be on planes. And because I haven't been on a plane in a couple of years, it's just like this this thought of just like, oh, fuck. Like the thought of traveling gives me so much anxiety. And also, if you guys haven't listened to a few episodes back where I talk about getting 5150'd <laughs> um, in a very unfortunate circumstance, it is actually, I joke about it a lot. I actually joke about it probably daily <laughs> to somebody And the reality is that shit has fucked me up. Like that has caused a lot of, I just feel like, I feel like going backwards in a lot of ways, but also I know that this going backwards in a sense is kind of necessary to rework some things that were suppressed or untapped to then be able to come back and reapproach situations in a different way. I'm not quite at the the comeback part, okay? We're still kind of dwelling in certain instances but essentially long story short I already have like some claustrophobia issues and I believe it stems from the fact that I never really understood how to process my emotions and the second that I'm confined or feel confined I feel like my mind is like swallowing me whole so I've always had that as a child like I used to I remember I would play hide and go seek with my friends in my house and I would always hide under the the bathroom sink like in the cabinet and every like 30 seconds I'd push the cabinet to make sure that I wasn't locked in and that's just like a vivid memory that I have I don't I remember being like maybe like eight nine years old not really understanding what that meant but I think there was also again because I was never really I never really felt anxiousness or depression or 
just these like normal emotions that I think a lot of us adults (laughs) deal with every single day that they were there as a child, but I never recognized them. And I, I was aware of the fact that being still or being confined in a space was uncomfortable and I never understood why. Anyways, fast forward to when I got 5150 back in November of last year. Um, the cops locked, the, <laughs> they locked me in the back of the cop car. Um, and they left. I don't know where they went, but they, they had the heat on in the car. And again, I'm already claustrophobic. I wasn't handcuffed or anything because I wasn't, I didn't do anything wrong, but they just put me in there to go talk to some people. And I was stuck back there for 15 minutes. I was <laughs> like, this is kind of funny. I was yelling for help because I was just like, I need to get out of here. Or I think I'm going to, I like even thinking about it right now, I feel like I'm going to like just stop breathing, but <laughs> I'm just trapped in the back of a cop car for 15 minutes with the heat on with nowhere to go already not understanding like what was going on. I was like wrongfully called in, um, just had kind of having a normal freak out that was not handled properly. I did not go to the right person for support and it ended up there. And from there, after the cop came in, he asked me what my favorite artist was. And I was like, Billie Eilish. So he started playing some Billie, calmed me down a little bit, but I was already just like so traumatized. I don't even know what, I didn't even know what 5150 was really. I didn't understand what that meant. And I didn't understand where I was going. And I had, I couldn't contact anybody. They took my phone. Then I got transported to this facility. They had me take my socks off, my necklace off, my, all my, basically all my clothes. And they gave me some socks to wear and um they took my jacket so it was fucking freezing and I was stuck in this room they didn't really tell me what was going on I was stuck in this room for like six hours I couldn't contact anyone I had like one of those just like a like a one of those pay phones I could call someone I called my sister and that was about it and then I was just stuck there waiting to talk to be evaluated by a psychiatrist whenever the psychiatrist was ready anytime after 9 p.m so I was sitting in a room with just some random people, some people sleeping. Um, one girl had bipolar and she kept talking to me. Super nice, super sweet. Um, but I was just like so overwhelmed. Like what the fuck is going on and why am I here? <laughs> um, anyways, I ended up getting released at like 10, 11 PM. They said that I wasn't, that I shouldn't have been there and they let me go. But that whole experience has royally fucked me up and has taken my claustrophobia to a whole new level and after kind of leaving that space I have been fearful of just like everything everything and unless I'm busy doing things like making a schedule for myself making sure that like okay I have to do this or I have this little side project business that I'm trying to to expand called Moody Solace um it's called Moody Solace on Instagram in case you guys want to check it out a little shameless plug there anyways um yeah just like if I'm not busy or if I'm not keeping my mind completely occupied at all times, which is a typical thing for me, it's nothing new, but the difference is my emotional state collapses if I'm not doing something. And I'm trying to sit with that and process that. And it has gotten so bad that I can no longer, like even going to California Adventures tonight, the thought of being strapped into one of those like like a over the shoulder <laughs> seatbelt things. I can't even like fathom getting in one of those. Like I, I, it's like completely hindered me from living and like enjoying things and just like being carefree, 
just carefree. I think that's a feeling and emotion that I'm very envious of and something that I haven't been able to adopt for a while. Just this carefree thing. It's like every thought I have is like, but what if? But also like, do I want to sit through that experience of being trapped in that makes me just like feel like I'm just transported back into the back of a cop car, unable to move or escape is that worth it to me to go on a fucking loop-de-loop roller coaster (laughs) like I don't know is it probably not um but yeah that has been my experience lately and it's kind of a catch-22 because it's like we want to make the most of what we have on this weird earth and what the fuck we're doing here and at the same time trying to shield and shelter ourselves from anything that could potentially cause us harm but also could potentially bring us the most amazing, wonderful memories of our entire lives. And so I'm kind of in that middle balance of trying to trying to balance the two because there is a balance of the two, obviously. Um, and I think, you know, I when I was 17 and I saw my dad die, I told myself, like, I'm going to live my life to the fullest because he didn't have the opportunity to finish it out. He died at like 52 years old. So I'm like, that's so young. And that's not going to be me. I'm going to, I'm going to live and I'm going to experience and I'm going to travel and I'm going to try new things and just like adventure and not even be scared of that. And now I'm at a point 10 years later (laughs) where everything is overstimulating and overwhelming. And the thing is, I do a really good job of pretending like it's not. And on the inside, I'm like dying. I'm dying and I'm freaking out all the time. (laughs) Like I went to Joshua Tree a couple months ago and the second I got there, it's like just like sudden sense of impending doom. And in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're in this beautiful space. You're in nature. Like chill the fuck out, you weirdo. And I just kept freaking out more and more and more. And you guys, oh, I forgot about this, but this happened literally three days ago. So how could I forget about this? So I had a really amazing five-day workout week last week. And on Friday, last Friday, three days ago, it was like the last, like I was just, I could tell my body was getting really tired. And I was just like, okay, you're going to take it easy today. You're going to do a two-mile run. And then you're going to go to yoga and just do a really slow slow yoga class my friend's mom is the instructor and it's like a it's like a just a slow vinyasa class I typically if I go to yoga I do hot yoga sculpts it's basically just like a weighted hit class and it's super intense and fast-paced I'm not used to anything in my life being slow everything is fast and next 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 I'm trying to work on that but you know what I've been talking about that probably every episode you guys and can I say it's getting any better? (laughs) No, no, I, no, I can't, unfortunately, but you know what? We have the awareness. The awareness is there. We recognize, we recognize, and we try to, you know, that's step one. (laughs) Anyways, I did this run and I felt like, oh, my body is tired. So like, I really need this yoga class. Like it's going to feel great. I, I had a 10 mile run the previous week as well. So like my body just felt so tight and just like a, a hot yoga session was much needed so I get there and when I get there I'm like oof uh, I can't breathe very well like I don't have my inhaler with me but it's okay no problem like I usually don't need my inhaler um sometimes I freak out if I don't have it even though I don't really need it anymore 
um, because I have asthma and I was like, whatever, I don't have it. It's fine. I get into class and I sit down in this hot room and I put my mat down and I look around me and like everybody just like in my head, I'm like, is everyone pretending that they're just like, okay, is everyone here in this room pretending like they feel so good and so happy and nothing's wrong and they just feel so zen in this fucking yoga room? Like, ooh, okay. And the more I started thinking about that, I like looking at myself in the mirror, I'm like, you're fine. Don't freak out. Don't freak out. And I didn't know what was happening. And it was like full-blown panic attack happening. And I, I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, oh my God, you don't have your inhaler. You're going to have an asthma attack and you're going to die. You're going to die on this yoga mat and you're, you're, you're going to be done. You're going to be the first person to ever die doing a Zen class. That's what's going to happen to you, Sabrina. And I started like panicking and I got out of the room for a second. I just stepped out. I heard like <laughs> my friend's mom was, like I said, she was instructing and she goes, hi, everybody. Welcome to class. And I just dip. I get out of the class. <laughs> I get out of the class. and I try to go to the bathroom to just like, like chill to just chill for a sec. And it just got significantly worse. So I told the lady at the front, I'm like, I need my inhaler and I have to go. And she's like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I grab my shit. I get in my car and I'm like ready to leave. Like I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going home. I'm taking a shower. I'm going to be safe in the confines of my house because that yoga class was so scary. And I get in the car and I call my boyfriend. I'm like, yo, I'm having a panic attack. And he called me down. I was like, you know what? I'm chill. We're chill. <laughs> I'm totally fine. I'm going to go back in the class and I'm going to do this class. So I get back in class. Probably the longest, worst hour that I've had in a long time. The slowest, most mindful movements. And everyone around me, again, just looked so content. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, there's no way all you bitches are content. There's no fucking way that I'm the only one being an anxious mess right now. And yeah, so that was the longest hour of my life. But basically, these moments that are slow and calm invite thoughts that I don't know how to manage. I don't know how to filter. I don't know how to let them come through me. All I know is that I let I allow them to come to the surface. And the reason I get so anxious and so panicky is because I am trying to suppress, fight, and push them back down. And I don't have the tools, I don't have the emotional regulation to say, you know what, I welcome you in, let's see what the fuck is up. I'm trying, I'm reading more books, I'm trying to take more alone time, but I don't really know where to start. But anyways, the more that I have these thoughts, the more that I have these, this kind of reality of like what life is or what life isn't or my perception of life growing up and just seeing children nowadays just like having the most carefree amazing times playing being imaginative being creative being fun and laughing and being so expressive with their emotions if they're angry you're gonna know if they're sad you're gonna know if they're happy you're gonna know if they're excited you're gonna know you're gonna know all of their emotions and eventually some of those emotions get suppressed because of one, society, and two, how parents choose to emotionally regulate their own children. And because of that, we are then either left a little bit fucked up when we're adults. Oh, you guys, I choked on literally nothing. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Sometimes, you guys, when I talk about this stuff, like, it helps me, but it also makes me feel so overwhelmed of just, like, panicky emotion and I feel really panicky right now even though I'm sitting in my room 
it's super cozy all my candles are on and I and I get panicky and I'm panicking right now for no reason and I really wanted to I've been avoiding kind of talking about this because I feel like when I do talk about it it's kind of bringing it to life and I'd rather just keep it inside and pretend like it's just out of sight out of mind but it felt like mindful and meaningful to to talk about it now especially as I'm trying to recognize all of these emotions and sift through them and work through them but anyways um before I was rudely interrupted by uh choking on air let's revisit let's revisit my point (laughs) essentially you see these children and you you recognize your child your child self and the children that you're evaluating then as you get older and your perception starts to change and your viewpoint on the world starts to change you're like wait what the fuck what is this shit and the more that you kind of realize that death is imminent and harm and there's a lot of shit in the world there's a lot of pain you start to understand war and violence and just like you know maybe the bubbles that you're creating the bubble that you grew up in I grew up in a bubble for sure I'm not going to say that I grew up in something really difficult I grew up in a bubble and until my dad died at 17 like reflecting on my childhood nothing was wrong I was playing outside I was happy I was fine and now I think about death every single day and I the more that I think about it the more I'm just like what's the point of things and I feel kind of dull and numb to the world and I feel dull to shitty situations and I also feel dull to happy situations like when I'm happy or I'm having like a happy moment or a joyous moment or I'm seeing beautiful flowers or something that I'm just like wow this world is like miraculous it's like a fleeting thought. It's like, yeah, but also what the fuck is the point? Like, what is the point of all this shit? And that thought, what is the point? Disrupts every good thought that I have. If I'm doing well at my job, if I'm, if I just did like an amazing workout, I'm like, but who cares? Like, who cares? Doesn't matter. <laughs> like I could die tomorrow. Like you hear all these stories about like re- some, something terrible happening to good people just like what the fuck was the point of that and then what and then what truly like come on what's after this huh someone tell me like you know what I think that I'm just like a spooky bitch because I'm just waiting for a ghost to be like listen bitch listen bitch shit's crazy after this and I'll be like cool at least I know something's happening after this like if it's crazy I welcome it okay (laughs) whatever the fuck it is let's go let's figure it out like it's fine it seems sometimes it seems better than life on this planet okay but anyways I just wanted to be really open and transparent about this topic I feel like we don't talk about this topic enough amongst our peers or with our friends and we we try to fill our time up with petty meaningless conversations And sometimes I think, you know, I think I'm a little cynical. I think I have a cynical view on the world. And sometimes I think, you know, people thrive in petty and small and meaningless conversations because it's a distraction. It's just a distraction to their own problems, their own lives. Maybe the understanding that like, you know, life is confusing so like let's let's create a meeting and we can create meaning in drama or create meaning in in stress or create meaning in I think you know I was I didn't get in the best relationships either and 
I, I tend to get into emotionally abusive relationships. And I think that that was just a distraction. It's just something to just like focus all of my time and energy on to where none of these other kind of impending doom like thoughts would seep into my mind. It's like I have other things to worry about than these thoughts. And the more that my life has a sense of calm in terms of like my immediate surroundings, like no emotionally abusive relationships, the more that I cut off things that are really toxic to me, the more that I start to feel overwhelmed with life and what it means. And I don't quite know how to navigate these thoughts or just try to like get them out of my mind. Um, I think my mind is kind of a dark place. And the way that I try to combat that is by being a very vibrant, bubbly, excited person all the time to where you would think that my thoughts are like always positive and like there's like rainbows shitting in my head but there's there there are no rainbows shitting in my head you guys it's just a a lot of shit (laughs) just a lot of dark spooky shit in my head um so yeah I I don't really have like a I don't really have an inspirational ending to this episode and that was kind of the point it's just like I want to leave this episode with a very contemplative ending of just like dissect this information digest this information and kind of apply it to your own viewpoint of the world like what does that look like for you do you have these similar thoughts is this something that you don't think about often and if it is like please let me know how you don't think about this (laughs) like I can't be the only one and obviously anxiousness and depression come from these kinds of thoughts of just like what the fuck And there's something that like anxiousness is trying to tell us of just like, this isn't safe. This isn't safe. Go back home. Keep yourself safe in the confines of your room or your home or whatever to just like control your environment at all costs. Like even something as simple as like eating out or just doing something so small seems so overwhelming. And even like going to the beach sometimes where like I look at the beach and I'm like looking at everybody looking at the beach. I'm like, are you guys all calm? Like I was running at the beach the other day and I was not calm. I was like, this is not calming me down. I'm looking at something so beautiful. And why is it, is this not bringing me inner peace? What's this fucking inner peace that everyone's fucking talking about? Because I swear to God, all of you fuckers are making this shit up. (laughs) Like, huh? Share some of that wisdom, please. And even when I go on hikes, like, I don't know if you guys feel like this. And if you do, please let me know. I don't think I've ever really shared this with anybody, but when I go on hikes, especially new hikes, and I start, or like even a run on a trail, and I start going into like the deeper into the trail I go, the more suffocated I feel. Even though I know exactly how to get back, I'm literally just following a path. Like turn around, you stupid bitch, and there's the exit. But I go on long runs. So like if I'm going on a trail for like two miles that I've never been in before, I start to feel suffocated. Like like I don't know where I am or I can't escape anywhere. I, everything's unfamiliar. And it's this like sense of unfamiliar unfamiliarity of just like anything that's unfamiliar also causes me a lot of claustrophobia and suffocation. And I think that's normal because now you're losing all sense of control. And I'm trying to get myself out of patterns of like running the same trails, doing the same things, having the same routines and forcing myself to be really uncomfortable with new situations that make me realize 
how in control I need to feel all the time in order to make myself feel like I'm okay, even though it's a big fat facade. So now something as small as a fucking trail run, I'm like, (laughs) oh my God, I'm dying. I'm dying on this trail and someone's going to find my body and I'm going to be on the news for just like woman dies running from claustrophobia. (laughs) Like I swear to God, you guys, like that'd be me. And I'll just be on the trail like uh, my tongue hanging out like whatever. Anyways, honestly, if it's a good run, if it's a good run, like I'm okay going out that way, you guys. (laughs) Anyways, anyways, so that's kind of how I've been feeling. A little bit just like oof, icky and stuck and confined, just confined. So trying to battle that, trying to tackle that, trying to di- to dissect and and trying to not be so such a jokester about things that caused me like serious psychological harm, such as being 5150. I haven't really talked about that situation with anybody um, in depth. Uh, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I got 5150. Isn't that fucking stupid? And then I was stuck in a room. Isn't that dumb? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. Like so funny. Um, but that shit has fucked me up (laughs) and, uh, I am learning how to sit with things that are difficult. I'm trying not to run away from things. I'm trying to do things that are slower. And because of that, I feel more of a mess than ever, but I feel like this mess is going to transform into something hopefully good and not, and not something that will continue to make me spiral. You know, I feel like I'm mentally spiraling into an abyss and that's okay you know that's fine it's normal I think it's a part of life and I think these conversations like I said aren't discussed even though a majority of us I think also feel this way like it's kind of impossible to not especially the older that you get the older or the more experiences that you have as you get older it's inevitable to deal with traumatic situations like nobody is immune to trauma. You're going to deal with death. Duh. You're going to deal with something difficult to where you're just, your, your worldview is shattered and you're going to have to relearn how to see things. And you're going to, you're going to see things completely differently. The best, the best example that I think about a lot is if you're a Harry Potter fan, you know what? And if you're not a Harry Potter fan, just end this here and go watch the movies and then resume. That's all I have to say. Okay. Books are better, way better than the movies. Movies kind of blow, but you didn't hear it from me. Anyways, so in the book, there are these, like, they get transported to wherever they need to go on these chariots. And they all think that these chariots are kind of running themselves and that they're just, like, being carried and being pushed by magic. And then Harry sees death for the first time. And then he sees these horses that are carrying, that are actually what's pulling these trolleys. And he looks at them and he's like, whoa, have you guys seen these before? And everybody's like, what do you mean? Like, there's, there's nothing here. They're, they're, they just get carried by magic. And Harry sees this other girl and she's like, I can see them too. And you can see them only if you've experienced death. And it just like, you start to see beauty in some places where you never saw beauty before and you also start to see darkness in ways that you've never seen before so it's it's a beautiful thing and it's also strange and terrifying and even being in this season of spring 
where it's like all of a sudden all of these flowers are popping up everywhere these beautiful flowers beautiful trees everything just looks so colorful and vibrant and lively and I feel like a lot of people are like spring is beautiful spring's amazing and it is and my mind immediately goes to this is all gonna die like this is crazy like what the fuck does this mean like everything in this world is just recycled and also I start to think about like how many people there are how much (laughs) how much we all take shits where all that goes all the trash that we have everything that we're doing is just feeling like the world is also going to suffocate it's like all the cars all the planes everything just feels like it's just so much and all of we just made all of this up we made up systems we made up like policies we made up governments we, we all made this shit up to make sense of the world around us and then we just have to abide everything just seems kind of weird kind of weird you guys and if if you ask me i think it's one big fat simulation I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but like, listen, if someone came out of the woodworks and was like, you guys, this was all just an experiment and this is a simulation. I'd kind of be like, ah, I knew it. I knew it. You know, like I wouldn't be surprised, (laughs) but that's a story for a different day. But with that being said, again, like I said, I really hope that this provoked some thought or allowed you to look inward a little bit I have nothing inspirational I have no wisdom to impart on you guys today it's just this is real raw emotion my real and raw thoughts that are very dark like my mind is a very 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 dark place to be on a daily basis and I've been having super weird nightmares where I wake up in pools of sweat and I don't remember any of them which is also really cool so my subconscious is trying to tell me something and this is step one into acknowledging it and speaking it into existence because a lot of the things that i'm saying right now i actually haven't shared ever with anybody so this is a good place to start i think uh to share this with a fucking blue snowball microphone and uh, my computer so yep and maybe one day I'll, I'll, i'll express this all in person to a a real live person in front of me that can converse back (laughs) so with that you guys I'm gonna go run uh and hopefully not die in a trail uh let me not speak that into existence yeah (laughs) I'm gonna do I'm gonna have a great workout okay I'm gonna speak that into existence at least I'm gonna have a great workout even though you guys that's the last thing that I want to do I want to lay in bed and I want to get all cozy and I want to get all bundled up but honestly all I ate this weekend was I'm pretty sure 100% carbs and zero percent anything else and I feel really heavy and I just want to run it off and feel like I did something and and I moved my body in a really healthy and productive way I'm gonna do some arms I'm gonna do some abs and then I'm gonna take a nice maybe you know what I'm gonna take a nice bath I'm gonna relax I have a problem going from really high workouts and really high things and trying to calm myself down and get my heart rate down I kind of carry a really high heart rate throughout my entire days I don't like stretching I've talked about this literally the last like three years I've had this podcast you guys I'm not any more flexible than when I initially brought this up yeah no probably worse so I'm trying to incorporate that trying to slow shit down and then I'm gonna go to Disneyland or California Adventures and am I gonna get on the roller coaster no okay and am I gonna buy a caramel apple and 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 admire all the people that um are carefree and all the children that don't know what the fuck they're getting themselves into in just like five ten years yeah 
Okay, am I going to be that grouch that sits in a corner saying, you don't know what life, <laughs> what's going to happen to you in a few years? Yeah, okay, that's going to be me today. <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to have a great time. I'm going to have a really, really amazing time. And maybe, maybe I'll get on that roller coaster and face my fucking fears. Maybe I'll do it and have a complete freak out and hold my inhaler the whole time. So in a month, I will report back to you on how my California adventure went. And if it was an adventure, indeed. And with that, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is for you. And I look forward to speaking to you all next month. Bye.